Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 92 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Devin Green. This Thursday, one of the largest film festivals in the region is kicking off its 16th year in Oklahoma City. Dead Center is a premier spot to see independent films from around the world. And joining us is Alex Picard. Alex is the festival coordinator and head of operations. Alex Yay, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's good to sit for a few minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, thank you for carving out like a little bit of time to, for you to sit down. This it's, is crazy for you guys. This is the crunch time. This is crazy time, yeah. Um, we, we just finished. I wrapped up training 100 volunteers this morning. So oh, go, girl. <laughs> that's that's not got to be easy. Herding cats comes to mind. Yeah, they're willing yeah. cats, but they're I'm, I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming quite a few of them have done it before. Yes, but Good. they were not required to come to volunteer training this oh. year. <laughs> so these were a bunch of new cats. Oh, you got uh, you got the noobs. Yes. Oh, okay. so yes. how many volunteers will you have total then? Overall, we'll have about 400. Oh, um, wow. So, so it's, awesome. an, it's an army of people that make Dead Center happen. And that explains why it moves so smoothly. Yeah, thank you. It does. <laughs> I, we were just talking before the podcast about how it, I know it's crazy for you. It's crazy. It's it's hurting cats. But for us, the people who come to these these this the dead center events, there's no. It's seamless. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. that's exactly that's what we want right. to hear. every year. Yay. I just yeah. Every year, I'm impressed with the with it growing, but yet still retaining that feeling of just a well-oiled machine. I mean, you guys just have it on lock. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. We we try to be accessible and fun, and yes. to do that, and you do all we have of those. Four hundred people who work their butts off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do the volunteers do? Um, it ranges. We've right. got volunteers who help with our special events. We've got volunteers who help run the box office. We've got volunteers who help cater to our VIPs. So there's literally something for everybody. There's one volunteer position that's just sitting in the theater watching the movie. Making sure nothing bad happens. No shenanigans. Um, yeah. Sure. Well, that and also, I mean, for the film itself, you never know when mm-hmm. so there's a bad copy and all of a sudden the... Because you guys still, you just use DVDs, correct? Is that... No, we moved, use... we moved from DVDs a while back. We're now on, there's a format called DCP, and that is industry standard for any um, theater. Oh, cool. So that's one of the reasons we also only screen at Harkins and um, the Museum of Art. Awesome. Is it because they can do that. How does what is it? What, it I is mean, it's a it's a very encrypted hard drive that only a program that a theater has can decrypt, and they have to have the key to do it. So oh, it's like amazing. a multi-step cool. Indiana Jones type situation. Yeah, well, I'm sure that um, breaks down on the uh, any sort of copyright infringement and stuff. Yeah. People getting their stuff taken away or stolen or mm-hmm. even worse. Yeah. Yes, there there was a couple years ago we had one film that they didn't have a DCP. They were going to do it on DVD. We were over at uh, the Devon Theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, My theater. <laughs> the Devon Theater, and they can't, they couldn't do DCPs over there. So we had a DVD, and the filmmaker did not want us to have an advanced copy of the DVD. Sure. We had seen a screener, but they got off the plane like 45 minutes before their screening and walked their DVD to Kim Haywood, who's our director of programming, yeah. um, to put it into the DVD player. And while that's great for him, it, it was nerve-wracking for us because we didn't really have any time to test it and make yeah. sure that it works. And Kim works her butt off to make mm-hmm. sure that filmmakers have the best possible experience at our festival, right. Right. that their films screen smoothly, and we just have absolutely no hiccups. Mm-hmm. So, so That's how, how you make sure they come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many participants usually 
enter into the Dissenter? Um, this year we had, I want to say, a thousand, over a thousand. I know it was over a thousand. I just mm-hmm. don't know. Once it gets over a thousand, it's like <laughs> it's just right. adding it's to the a pile lot. lot yeah, um, and of that, we're at about ten percent of those get selected awesome. um, between oh, wow. between short films and features. Wow, that, so that, that that's a lot of movie watching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was I was gonna ask for the for those who aren't familiar with the process, you you get these thousand plus submissions, and kind of what is the process that these films go through in order to be selected, and all and in tandem to that, um, I don't know if everyone knows that these are not all local films, although the emphasis is hyper-local. Yes and no. Okay. So we, we're Oklahoma's largest film festival, which means we carry the weight of being an international film festival. Mm-hmm. And while we love to cater to our, our local people, mm-hmm. they are judged on the same scale as any right. other filmmaker. So right. when you see an Oklahoma-made film at Dead Center – it was judged it, on the same playing field as anything else that you're seeing. Yeah. Um, and we're super, super proud of that. We like being yeah. able to elevate those films. Um, and there are a lot of other local film festivals that, that do cater more towards those those local mm-hmm. filmmakers, and we love to support them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to Twister Alley Film Festival not too long ago. I know Lance went to Bare Bones. We love those festivals. They do a really great job of lifting those filmmakers up because mm-hmm. once you've made a film, like, that's – it's a huge baby. Yeah. And oh. everybody who's ever made a film needs to be celebrated just for <laughs> yeah. doing it. Just it's for a huge actually committing that amount of time yeah. and effort. And yeah, um, no, absolutely. But we've only got, you know, slots for about 100 films. So, mm. and, and we are international. So it is, yeah. it is a very wide playing field. Yeah. Um, to go back to how do we select them, because mm-hmm. that's a super fun process. Uh, we we like to love on our filmmakers from start to finish, and so we require that every film is screened by at least four people. Um, we have a team of over 50 volunteer screeners who, starting in August when we open submissions to February and mid-March when we close submissions, mm. are just chewing through films. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's a hard job. <laughs> I've done it before. No kidding. It's some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are very bad. <laughs> well, and, and you've you've kind of got to hit that threshold of you know just one film after another mm-hmm. film after another. You kind of I I can imagine that you you might lose some objectivity at at some point, yes. or yeah. at least have to step away. And you know, but yes, yeah. I hats off to them. Yeah, man. they're that they're is, amazing. I don't know how the they do it. That is the hard work of of the process. Yeah. So um, so so they watch it. They rate it. Um, and based on that, the averages of the ratings, we mm-hmm. then we then kind of go in, take a look, and see what what is you know, if it's rated at a one overall, it's probably not mm-hmm. great. If somebody rated it at a nine and somebody rated it at a two, we'll take another look at it because they both wrong. had extreme responses yeah. to it, and that right. might be an awesome awesome thing. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's and, there, and there are films. I mean, I I know there's films out there that that I love, and I know that other people have not cared for at all so it just it it depends on you know i have this story and this is my one boyfriend's one of his favorite movies of all time is no country for old men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was no closure at the end of that movie and i just was like table flip i'm mm-hmm. that was 
terrible movie. I don't know. He absolutely adores sure. it. And it's a very well acclaimed film. And I think for that reason is because you get such extreme responses mm-hmm. from it. It's because like I was like, I had no closure. That guy got to get away. And that guy just ended up sitting there. And I'm disappointed. Right. And not liking a film uh, does not mean it's necessarily a bad movie either. No, no. Like the movie was great. I was ready for, you know, justice to be served and you know it just i'm a person that likes closure i like stability it it does good things for me he likes open-ended endings and so for him this was like one this is his like top three favorite movies of all time and i'm like no that i'm never watching that again (laughs) it's it's a very polarizing film you know it it depends on you know and yet again that's where we get into the the business of personal opinion mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. yeah and that's no. where you get the two extremes well one person might think this is super good one person might think mm-hmm. it's super bad but they might think it's super bad because of the reason that the per- other person thinks it's super good right. so mm-hmm. you i can see why you would have Hence to go in we for your juries right. <laughs> yes. and it's also yeah. and it's also personal uh I've, some people uh would like maybe it's the content that they don't care for again that doesn't necessarily make it a bad movie it's just maybe not someone's cup of tea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we have this interesting phenomenon with our documentary screeners because mm-hmm. if they connect with the subject they'll rate it highly and we've been working with them on this but they'll rate it highly because they like the subject sure. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great well-made documentary it just means it's on a subject that they really really like um and so well, I imagine I don't know, docu- documentaries are always its own type of beast mm-hmm. uh, in the film because, like, I mean, most other films are either based on a true story or totally fictional, and but documentaries have to be submerged in facts and like or sociology of some sort, and so there are things that have to be checked and have to make sure they are correct. So that's with documentaries is a totally different beast than all this other film anything that's fiction anything that's fiction that can be yeah yeah and i'm assuming you those are a different category documentaries yes yes they are screened but we have we have three groups of screeners we have the people who watch the short films Mm -hmm. and then we have the people who watch the documentaries and the documentary short films we kind of lump all that together because it's Mm -hmm. a different side of the brain that you're watching it with um and then the the sweet sweet angels who sit through all the narrative features oh my Um, gosh (laughs) long form again don't know how they do it um because that's that gets really tedious and at least with short films you're committing you know five minutes ten minutes Mm -hmm. fifteen minutes um, I think there's a reason why the shorts are some of the most popular. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but you know, that's you know. Well, it is. It is. You can you can sit through a short. You can film sit through it. You can you can digest it easily, and then you know you can come out of it with you know ready to see more films versus the film coma for two hours. Like mm-hmm. for two hours. And know, I think also you you know you're fatigue. watching a, a two hour narrative film. If something's bad. You don't necessarily <laughs> want to jump right back into getting the next movie, even regardless of what it's about. No. Yeah. Even, if, even if it's good sometimes. Um, I, we go to South by Southwest every year just to connect with filmmakers. And I sat through two fabulous documentaries, but they were both super like happy sad. Mm. And by the, they were back to back. And um, one of them, Delt, is actually playing at Dead Center, which I'm super happy what's about. It, what is, what's it called? Delt. What's it's, it about? It's about a blind card magician. 
Ooh. It's re- it's it's fabulous. Um, but after those two films, I was like, I'm done. I can't I can't do anymore yeah. today. Like I've just I've done all the emotions and sure. Yeah. Can I go drink? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I go Absolutely. drink about it? Cocktail called for. <laughs> Which hey. is why we have after parties. We could, we could soon have alcohol in the theaters if we vote. Senate Bill 211 got signed by the governor, so we could have soon have alcohol in the theaters. Well, that don't, help. don't quote me on it, but I think maybe you can get alcohol in the theater at the museum. Right. I think mm-hmm. the Museum of Art, because it's not already. considered a, a theater. It's yes. not, it's not a, it, it's considered a museum. So you can, and I, I have, uh, I think I went to go see uh, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, the the uh, oh, Josh, w- Josh Whedon one, mm-hmm. and uh, very good. But yeah, yes. we could take our drinks in, so, because it's not, cons- again, it's not considered like Harkins or, yep. um, but yes, eventually, like, I think Harkins mm-hmm. will eventually be able to sell beer and, and wine and which will be weird. You know how expensive <laughs> that beer and wine will be? <laughs> I don't know. $8. It's all for a good cause. I guess. But um, I will say the museum will have their bar open for mm-hmm. the festival, except for Kids Fest right. and I think Trolls. So pack a flask. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't tell me about it. Um, totally. Just just a heads up. You bring it. You can get booze bring at a the big museum, purse. but not for those screenings. Do you ever worry? I mean, because I know you you separate out like your kids stuff, your serious stuff. I think you even just like separate like your horror and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever worry that you're not going to get enough of any one? Or you get too much of one that it's hard to narrow down. Um, every year when we when we program, uh, like certain themes emerge, right? And so if we don't have enough to do a certain theme, then we just don't do it. Uh, we always have enough comedy, always, which is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comedy's really hard to do. Um, I'm trying to think of one where we've struggled. Well, everything's so cyclical know. that sometimes it's. I know, I know in the past, like Kids Fest, we used to struggle, and so we would there. There's like a company that makes kids films, and they would, we would get a disc from them to help supplement. Um, but now we're we're really fortunate. We've just gotten to a place where we get enough submissions of enough of a range of things that we're able to show everybody off. That's wonderful. So, I don't know if this has translated to the like indie movie scene or anything, but I've noticed at least like online there have been a lot more animated kids animated type shorts, and I think it's because the programming tools and everything have become quite successful and more accessible, and so one person I mean it takes them two years, but they can do their own That's animated. Right, yes films and i've seen some really great sure. ones just like 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 you know the pixar shorts that they would use to do or that do they still do pixar shorts they do and you know, oh. you're, you used to take forever to do those oh, yeah. you yes to program the computer to do it nowadays it's all it, you're right it still takes two years and of course i've always said no matter how good technology is a good movie is not made by good technology a good I'm movie so is glad you said right. that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you make a very good point. Technology has gotten to a place where anybody can make a film. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are films mm-hmm. that I think showed at Sundance that people made on iPhones. Um, but really, it comes back to that story and how you tell that story. Mm-hmm. And it helps that it looks good. It really really does. It helps if it looks good. It helps that it fits, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, but story's key. Story's yeah. always yeah. been key. Because mm-hmm. I watched this one short that was, I just was like, like on Facebook and yeah. you, know, you can go just, just drag through, see, look at videos. And there was this one animated short about this guy who had extremely bad luck. Like bad things happened to him all the time. And then this girl that had extremely good luck and like good things happened all the time, but her life was boring because she was like, 
oh, nothing goes wrong, and then they meet, and then she ends up having adventures because of all his bad luck, and he gets to be saved from her because he, he kind of feeds off her good luck, and so it's kind of like the yin and yang for each other. And it was yeah. a really cute, interesting little story, and I was like, and that was from a guy that just sat down for a year and a half and just made this little story that, you know, and it was animated and kid-friendly and yeah. everything. It was really, really, really cute. Which leads into a good segue. Why would someone do Dead Center? Why would a filmmaker send their stuff to Dead Center and not just put it on Facebook or YouTube? Um, well, and that, that is an excellent question, and that's one that we're actually kind of scrambling to answer as technology supersedes us um you know what what defines a short mm -hmm. on on facebook what what is a short film is it a 15 second clip or is it you know three minutes um with the way that we can now sell or i guess distribute not necessarily sell because people are just making it to have it out there um how what are filmmakers choosing to do and uh this year it there was a lot of our struggle was encountering these filmmakers who had been on the festival circuit because the whole point short filmmakers are never making a film to make money right. they're making a film to have kind of a portfolio typically mm -hmm. um, because it's easier to do it on a small budget and show sure. what you can do and then use that to pitch for a larger project people who are making the feature-length films are wanting distribution and that has changed over the past couple of years dr drastically from theater was the end all be all. If you didn't get into a theater run, nobody was ever gonna see your movie to now you can self release on Vimeo and just mm -hmm. blast everybody with your link and make money. Probably not a lot of money, but you can do it. Um, but Netflix and Amazon are really buying up the lion's share of films that are even on the festival circuit. Wow. Really? Um, yeah, wow. We, we, we struggled this year a lot to get films because they were like, nope, sorry, Amazon's already got us. And they, they don't want to show in any theaters no, sure. because they want people gonna... to come to their platform. But does that help, though, if they come to Dead Center and get some acclaim? Maybe they can go to Netflix and... It's possible. We have, we have a distribution forum where we try to hook up yeah. our filmmakers with different distributors. Um, we haven't had one yet that's, that's done, done a, like a deal deal at Dead Center, but we keep crossing our fingers. Um, but a lot of filmmakers do make connections for future projects. See, that's, We've got yeah. filmmakers who, who work together forever after they meet at Dead Center. Mm -hmm. So I find that that's kind of our indicator of success is how are, how are we treating the filmmakers? It definitely is a longer term goal of can somebody make a multi-million dollar deal out of Dead Center? Um, but really those deals are going down at Sundance and South by Southwest mm -hmm. and and can and Tribeca. Um, well, I, yeah. if you're trying to be a filmmaker, hopefully, yes, making money at it. Well, that's what I always said. <laughs> that's what I always said as, as an, what I always wanted as an actor was I wanted to be, I just wanted to be able to make a living. Not mm -hmm. necessarily, I didn't need to necessarily be rich and famous. It would just be nice to be, of course, that's even hard. That's just as hard as, <laughs> you know, being rich and famous. Um, just making a living. So hopefully these filmmakers are going through it, wanting to just make a living off of it. Uh, not necessarily wanting to be rich famous, but this is where they would make the connection to do that, just to make a living doing it. Yeah, pretty much. I look at like Ryan Belgart and Kyle Roberts and these these local filmmakers who really are, they're making it work. Mm -hmm. They've got talent, they're, they've found their niche, and they're just going for it and they are hustling. Um, and hopefully the festival helps connect them with people and um, get them to where they need to go so that they can lift Oklahoma filmmaking up. Yeah. Um, I, I'm super impressed with where Oklahoma filmmaking 
both on the, the filmmaker side of things and just the economical side has gone um, over the past 10 years. It's really been a treat to watch. It's been amazing. And out of 10 years, yeah, definitely 20 years. If you mm -hmm. look back at where we were, because, and I don't, and it might, it's Oklahoma, yes, but it's, I think it's everywhere. The, the, the old idea that you had to go to LA or New York to make a movie died about 20 years ago or started dying obviously mm -hmm. you could still go there but it that idea was because then that's what's happened in oklahoma is that people are going hey i can just i can live here live cheaply yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes you can and, and and just make movies mm -hmm. and still make money doing that and that's just amazing mm -hmm. well and it, it really is an industry i think i read somewhere the other day that georgia now makes more films than hollywood mm -hmm. um and they've got a really awesome tax incentive and they've hustled to get those jobs yeah, there yeah. um and california's reason had to revisit that right now yep. their 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 legislature's going oh we're losing business mm -hmm. of course in o oklahoma itself reduced its uh, yes. tax incentive yes, because did. we didn't want them all them liberal actor people all them here liberal in. filmmakers no. so oh yes Lord. unfortunately we won't see as many films shot here now i'm not talking about the independent local yeah. th they'll still shoot here but uh, what did we have in pahaska recently uh not recently about two years ago two or three years ago august osage county yep. oh yeah came to pahaska now mm -hmm. it's set in pahaska <laughs> so that helped yes, yes. The, yeah. the play, the play that was that was that was written in, but that didn't have to happen. Mm -hmm. They could have said it was Pahuska and filled it in Toronto. Mm -hmm. True story. And and the number one reason they shot it here was not because it was from here; it was because of the tax, tax incentive. Yeah. So yeah. the Compete with Canada Act, mm -hmm. which, Jeez. by the way, lawmakers fix that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody out there who's voting, vote for lawmakers who will fix the. Yeah. You know, as, as a personal appeal, I Canada have several Act. friends in film who want to stay here and keep yeah. their jobs. So that's yeah, my and personal it's, appeal. And it's not just filmmakers. Well, it is. I mean, when I say, we say filmmakers, it's not just people, directors or writers. It's it's the people who are working the tech. They're 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 doing the lights. They're doing the sound. They're doing all this stuff, and they would like to stay here. You're right. Stay here in mm -hmm. Oklahoma and do these jobs. And, and make a living wage. And work whenever a director mm -hmm. comes in and goes, yeah. I'm, I'm coming in, I'm going to make a movie. They're not mm -hmm. just bringing their entire crew. No. They're hiring local people who make money, who pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Lawmakers, get off your ass and fix this. Seriously. <laughs> they're, they're required to hire local yeah. crew. Yeah. And it's, it's not just people directly related to the films either. I've worked on a couple films and um, a couple that shot in Guthrie. Hotels are in business because films keep mm -hmm. them in business. Sure. Mm -hmm. There are restaurants that are in business because yeah. crew need to eat. There is a whole trickle down effect uh, to that. Yes, there and is. People are lots of money just, come in. Yeah. So yes. So I won't there's, say there's, anything there's so politically, much more, on, so, but there's so a lot box, of but yeah, a lot of well, I think we all have a personal had. investment in this. Yeah. I think one of the problems with not to get too political is with. Oklahoma lawmakers in particular, they're so hung up on big oil and tobacco and stuff like that. And that's where they're trying to make their yeah. money. And Diversify. there are so many other options that they could go through. And film is a very viable one. Like we have one of the best uh, film. OCCC has a very good film school, sure. mm -hmm. extremely good film school. One mm -hmm. of the best in the Midwest. And you know, they mm -hmm. should utilize that. And all most of those people who are going to school for that are staying here in mm -hmm. Oklahoma mm -hmm. and they can't find work. I have a good friend who is a very good videographer. Very, very good. He does sports and he just can't find work. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah. so we he, need, yeah, that, that's that's the trickle down thing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Devin was talking about. He he makes money mm-hmm. if people come to him and go. Yep. Yep. You know, so. Yep. Filmmakers. Okay. Sorry. Get, All right. Yeah. Lawmakers, well, get out. We're get, on your side. We but, promise. Yeah, we, are, we support you. Yeah. Part yeah, of, we do part of because you is my family. It's beautiful. This is, a, this is a way of making art and telling stories either through fiction, through narrative fiction, or through documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important that mm-hmm. these stories get told because they're not necessarily getting picked up by Hollywood. And if we don't tell those stories, then no one will. And, and I love the fact that they are doing it. When, when you talk about, but also when you talk about short stories or short films, mm-hmm. sometimes these short films get picked up for longer feature pieces mm-hmm. by big studios. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hellion is a perfect example of that. Hellion played the short, played, and I'm totally blanking on the filmmaker's name. Oh, yeah. I hate it when that happens. Let go. Um, let go running go. on two hours of sleep. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Girl, but Hellion played, and I can't even tell you the year it played, but the short film played. And then a couple years later, we got we were thrilled to get to play the the, the full length feature uh, starring Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad. Nice. So they they go on to bigger and better sure. things. Um, and it, and it's in its skills too. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they, Actually, they learn their uh, skills. Yeah. They learn their you know hopefully and also the I, I and I don't want to say ideas as in. If you're watching a film, you should take that idea. Um, but you get ideas on how maybe how you should shoot, how you should, you know. Well, so yeah, especially becomes... if you go in as a filmmaker. I sorry, I took some cinematography classes. You, sure. you definitely get, you know, idea. Oh, that's a good angle. Oh, wow, they I yeah. like what they did with the lighting there. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely. It's a good. And you have the filmmaker there in Dead Center. You have the and filmmaker so you can that asks them go that. and talk. Yeah. How did you get that shot? Or how do you, mm-hmm. you know do that? And how it's a good networking tool right. amongst everything Which else. Which you don't get from YouTube or Facebook or Vimeo. You're going to yes. actually be able to talk to these people that made the film. Yes, and that is oh. as we move forward. That's kind of what we're stressing more and more about about the film festival. Is it's not just sitting in a theater and watching a film. It is is this it's this experience of connecting with you know, over 30,000 other people who come and see the movies and want to talk about them. And we have Q&As after each screening for the filmmakers to come up and interact with the audience um, and just find out the why behind it. Um, and there are some really fun stories yeah, behind was, how things happen. I was going to ask, um, what, who and who and what are, well, what films and what filmmakers are you really excited for audiences to connect with this oh. this year. I mean, I know we already had the Gary Busey Gala, Gary Busey Gala <laughs> which was, it, uh, if you missed it, it, it was, was incredible. Um, but I'm just curious, what are, what are some of the filmmakers mm-hmm. and some of the films that you're really excited about audiences getting to, to have that intimate connection with? Um, well, all of them is the official answer. Yes. Um, 100%. Really, all of them. All of For yeah. real. It's Anybody always... who's gone through a filmmaking experience, they have their own mm-hmm. their own point of view and their own way of getting to make that film. And it's always so illuminating to hear someone talk about. It's never the ones that you think. Ma- never. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So so my, my story is about Delt. We'll go back to Delt again because I just can't shut up about it. Delt is like, I, I love it. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Um, but it's about this blind card magician. And the Uh, only reason I saw it at South by was there was a hole in my schedule. Like I was, I was intrigued by the topic, but not enough to like prioritize it over something else. Um, and went to go see it and just completely connected with how they were telling the story and, and the subject of the story, Richard Turner. 
Um, Richard will be here. Sa- I, I want to say it's a Saturday night screening. Forgive me. Um, it's looking, either Saturday I'm or Sunday, right if we now. can confirm. I'm looking um, it up right but, now. But uh, Luke Corum, the director, will, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that right, uh, will be in attendance at the opening night film on Thursday, which I know that's Thursday because Thursday is <laughs> opening night. So once Devin confirms. Yeah. Oh, please, double-checking. <laughs> but but I, it, was, it was such a pleasure to have him in the audience and come up for the Q and A, and just it was it was incredible. There's yeah. there's really no other way to describe it. Um, and I hope that we have that experience for everyone with the bulk of our films that you have you have that connection with wh- whoever the filmmaker is. Um, these are all really show, great stories and really talented people. I did not mean to interrupt. Um, oh I show that it is showing six to eight at the Museum of Art, and I'm double checking the date. Yeah, um, we have six to eight at the Museum of Art, and then again at one to three on, th- okay, Thursday, mm-hmm. Museum of Art, six to eight, uh, Saturday, one to three at the Harkins. So you have two chances to catch it. And um, if you guys don't know, like the Dead Center Film Festival, I'm just going to plug this real quick. Great. The website is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, Super yeah. easy to right Thank you so much. <laughs> if, 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 I'm also web designer if partially. You, <laughs> if you haven't already purchased your passes, get on that. Yeah. Um, because all access is the way, is the way to go, mm-hmm. period, 100%. Um, but then you have this handy-dandy schedule where you can, like, bookmark things you want to see and you can mm-hmm. make sure that you don't miss a thing. So I highly recommend that in addition, in addition to – and you will get a, a printable schedule, a, a printed schedule with your all-access pass. Is that right? Yes. You get, okay, you get, you a, get a bag get a full program. of swag. Yeah, you get goodies. Program. Yeah, 100% goodies. But you also get a handy-dandy yes. paper program – but I find that like I I've gone almost every year, so um, <laughs> just I, I've got this down to a science. But if you you know your the web app is just I mean the website is just absolutely user friendly and wonderful. You won't. You won't I, I'm really you I'm won't looking at this right thing. now, and I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, it's awesome. You, you just you just it put your put your cursor easy. over, and it drops down oh, what you're going to see, where it's located, all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. totes. And if I remember from last year, there's like a feature of like what you know. You enter a time, and it'll tell you what what's going on. I don't know if Maybe. that's there's true. a universal search. I yeah. know you can see I mean, like if, if you, your friends are going, mm-hmm. and super. you can look up whatever film. And I mean, and you can I, add it like, to your schedule. You can make a whole. This totally. is just you can share thing. it on Facebook, right? Oh. So other people know, and you can brag. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean it, the website. Yes. Just, just if I can fan, if I can fangirl out. Yeah, the website and Thanks. the all access pass is the way to go because you won't you won't miss a thing. Just caveat: get there early. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. Get, get yeah. In, yeah. Get in line. You, get if you've got an all-access pass, you you have to be. Well, it's basically like any other. It's in essence like a convention. You have to mm-hmm. be there first yeah. to be able to get yep. get in. Now your opening night is uh, the opening night party starts. Is that what th- five o'clock yep. on on uh, Thursday? Five to ten. Oh, what all is that until does it start? That is from that's the just, Museum of Art and yes. Cocktails so and we we take snacks. over the museum. They usually do a rooftop thing on Thursday nights, and we just 
kind of say, yeah, it's it's for dead center people only. So if you are a pass holder, you get to go up to the rooftop, you get to drink, you get to mingle. Um, I'm dead. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, we've got a DJ and great music. Drunk it is, dancing. It is always. You can drink yes. and then go downstairs oh, and see a movie. You can mm-hmm. see a movie first and then go upstairs and talk about it. You can just go see movies if you're that type of person. That's yeah. awesome. We're too. all putting it in our schedule um, now. I will say, if you're planning on doing the whole five hours on the rooftop, you should probably drink a lot of water first. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> drink cocktail, water, cocktail, water, alternate, alternate, yeah. alternate, or eat, do like a vodka tonic, eat which is food. just liquor and water. Right there, you go. There you go. You <laughs> you remain hydrated and yes. get a little bit of a buzz with no um, sugar. And also, the food is always Added. wonderful. Who's doing your food this year? Um, well, the museum caters the museum. Mm. And then the wonderful C2 Catering. <laughs> Devin's giving Sorry, me. Sorry, I'm, okay. I'm giving the thumbs um, up. Yeah. They, they're doing our Friday and our Saturday night parties. Sweet. C2 Catering last year. The reason Devin's so excited is the after party on Saturday night. So there's an after party every single night, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, C2 Catering, <coughs> we, we walked into the Myriad Gardens Pavilion, and they just had, like, this hometown buffet yeah. amount of food. They and I hadn't eaten all day, and it was 11 p.m., <laughs> and it was uh, just like, uh? is this, am I staring at a mirage? Yeah. <laughs> I can have a fajita, and I can have penne pasta. It's magical. What is going on Magic. anyone that awesome. works conventions like when you get to that end of the day uh-huh. and there's the food you're just like oh. it no oh matter it, it could be chicken sandwiches from mm-hmm. mcdonald's is right. just like the most but when it's actually delicious catering it's, is it's like ambrosia one. from the gods <laughs> they have a page in the program of their beautiful beautiful food yeah. <laughs> oh, and good it's just the best food porn yeah if no. you don't know now you know now you know C2 fantastic um, also the after parties. Uh, I, I was looking. Their, your your opening night after party is at Fassler Hall. Are they all at Fassler Hall, or are they all different? No, places? they change every single night, okay. which okay. is one of the reasons we've got such good scheduling tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really, I don't think anybody could put up with this for the entire week. Right. Um, so why you rotate. We've got opening night party Thursday museum. Mm-hmm. Great. Then we're at Fassler Hall for the after party. So I think that's ten. Starts at ten thirty. Really, we just you know. From a certain point on, you just keep drinking and mm-hmm. going to movies, sure. and it's just vacation. Spring. I think somebody called it Oklahoma City Spring Break. You know what's hilarious is I've been off work for like six months because of my knee, and I go back to work on the 11th. Oh. So this will be a great farewell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug my 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 boss Julie Porter and myself Yelp. because we look and Yelp. We're Yelp OKC, okay, and we look at this as our like payoff for everything we do all year like, <laughs> this is this, this is, is what we build up to and this is our jam and also me too um, she she has a film and and uh, film and music degree and so she um she's worked for the the film and music office for a long time so this is i mean this is firmly her wheelhouse and then additional like i just get to come and i mean i'm super passionate about oklahoma film because half of my family works in film so Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things where you know i I couldn't be more passionate about it and then there's parties and food and movies so and food yeah plus there's there's, and movies and food oklahoma city (laughs) itself has grown so much in the past 17 years oh my gosh yes (laughs) that's that's been fun just to watch i've been with the festival 
I started as a volunteer back in 2006, mm -hmm. and the festival was a much different beast back then. Like people would send in VHSs yeah. with their without a box mm -hmm. number on them, and now everything is completely online, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, Technology is. is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Organization. But, and I, I think I interned in 08 for Kim when it was just Kim, mm -hmm. and I'm just having to organize all the boxes of VHSs and everything. So just seeing how far. The festivals come mm -hmm. along with how far the cities come. It's been yeah. just such a nice parallel. Pairing. It really has. I love it. Yes. Um, I'm I, super proud of our city, and I love I am love our people. It's such. I am so lucky in my job because I get to know all of the people who do all of the things, mm -hmm. and that is such a privilege. It's fantastic, and I'm super proud of you because that's no easy task no. you are doing. Not like at I'm all. well aware, and it takes a special <laughs> type of person with a special type of patience and organization. <laughs> and True story. <laughs> Thank you. True story. And so, I mean, I don't think people realize how much work goes into these festivals and these conventions, and it yeah. is a lot. Like you said, there's what four three four hundred volunteers four hundred yeah. four hundred volunteers yeah. is literally taking a small oklahoma town <laughs> to <Yes. laughs> to yeah. put this on and props to the volunteers too yeah. props yeah. to them because like that's a lot of work they take time out of their mm -hmm. job out of their schedule mm -hmm. to do all this because they love it and it's a passion mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it is something that you have to be passionate about to continue on for as long as you guys yeah. have and i think yeah. that speaks to everyone at the festival mm -hmm. in that it looks so effortless Thank that's you. always that's always my takeaway is we, that everything just goes just like clockwork Thank you. We we feed off the energy and the enthusiasm of mm -hmm. our volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's like, okay. oh, we're so tired, but you're so, so happy. You are so into this. Let me yeah. just let me just surround myself I'm with you. Siphon off or a little bit of that. Yeah, um, it's a it's a magical magical thing. It they is. Are, they're wonderful humans. Mm -hmm. I as, love each and every one of them. As Oklahoma City has grown, have uh, has has the city itself just kind of reached out to Dead Center as far as knowing that. I mean, how many people are you going to bring in every, you know, this, this fills up hotels, this fills yeah. up. Yeah. It, um, it gets easier and easier every year. It's a lot easier in the years that aren't thunder playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody will rally around that first as well. They should. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like working with the Oklahoma city convention and visitors bureau, the mm -hmm. chamber of commerce, um, Love them. We got the hookup with those people. We actually just got the Hometown Heroes Award from the CVB. Oh, I saw wow. that, and I need to congratulate you. Thank you. you. That's um, a big deal. And that's that's just so awesome. Um, you know, Kim and I both kind of share the dream of, in Austin for South by Southwest, they shut down downtown Austin. Yep. Like, yeah. they shut down streets. Mm -hmm. People rent their houses out because they don't want to be there and deal with yeah. it. But like, the you, you respect the South by week. And sure. we just have this vision that one day downtown Oklahoma City will do the same mm -hmm. thing. Um, and, and we're, we're getting very there. very far off. <laughs> I don't think We're almost there. We've taken all. we've taken over Bricktown and Fillmore yeah, officially. Yes. Um, and a lot of people just know, like they put it on their calendar. They know we're not scheduling things because it's Dead Center Week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so thank you to all of those people. Amen. My sister had to move her wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Because she wanted to have it during Dead Center. I said, 
do you want me to be there? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want I, me I, to I have priorities. That's right. I can't, yeah. You are not yeah. one of them. I feel it's, that. It's a true story. <laughs> I feel that. I actually I actually delayed a vacation for the same reason. Good I was girl. like, oh, that's the night. Oh, no. No, dead center. Yeah. yeah and to of, my husband's credit, he was like, you're right. We can't do that. No. One so. of my favorite experiences with dead center was, I guess it must have been six years or so ago when you had the um, women of the prison rodeo and you guys closed down Sheridan and showed this incredible documentary about uh, the women of, well, that's not the right word, the women of Sweethearts. Of the Sweethearts the of the Prison Rodeo. Rodeo. That was it. Mm, uh, amazing it. movie. And shut down Sheridan so wow. that you could show a film in yeah, basically th- like a drive in, but you're sitting. So this, this was back when there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on Sheridan. Yeah, <laughs> this was not true. like the pro am, which is to going be on right fair. Now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and that's what I say. Is is I, heart building wasn't here yet. No. Uh, all we had was the IAO. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. Where were you guys? Where were you guys housed at that time? Because it wasn't obviously oh God, here. Back with sweethearts, I feel like IAO. we were we were either at the Cardinal Engineering Building, like we had we had two cubicles over there. Or we were back on Northwest Expressway, and I think it's not the Valiance Building, but the other one. Oh, over yeah. by Target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've we've migrated. This is our our office on uh, Film Row is our first actual office with doors and walls, um, so that we are can you enjoying enjoy. having doors and walls? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we we're enjoying having them as neighbors sing, here at KOSU. Right? So. <laughs> we enjoy yeah. having KOSU too. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to see how Film Row has grown mm-hmm. um, from, and again, with the festival, just having that experience of it was a piece of cake to shut down the street back then. Right. And now we do it at the Mary Gardens because it's it's a beautiful venue. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's grass. And they're always so, <laughs> they're, I, and they love in, us. In my experience, they're always so accommodating. Yes, they I mean, are. they are beautifully yeah. welcoming yeah. to anything that's going to bring, you mm-hmm. know, hullabaloo to that yeah. part of town i just i i love them so it's the th- understanding that if you if you've got something going on in oklahoma city that uh, rising tide rises all mm-hmm. boats all, every you know you, the marion gardens understands film row understands mm-hmm. the convention bureau understands that if you are if something's coming here then everybody's going to benefit from this yes mm-hmm. That, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we love it. That's what we yell, We too. love it. We're, we're a nonprofit it. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give us your donor money. Please. Yeah. <laughs> we have great sponsor benefits, as oh. Devin can attest to. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, real quick, um, not to, maybe to segue, um, how do we go about getting passes? Like, how, how does an individual go about getting passes? What's the best way to do it? And is there a cutoff date? Do you do them at the door? I mean, just... Logistics. Yeah, so logistics. www.deadcenterfilm.org. Okay. Um, to register your passes online is okay. the easiest way because then you can just show up and we'll print them. Okay, and for I'm going to put this on Twitter right um, now. And give you a lovely swag bag, um, which on our Instagram right now, if you want to see what they look like, they're kind of an OSU orange this year. Last year is they were kind dead, of an OU red. There's always Instagram? a color theme. Huh? Your, your Instagram, is that just dead center? It's dead center film. Okay. Because your Twitter Somebody is dead has center. dead center. Mm-hmm. For is your some Twitter reason. not dead, just dead center? Our Twitter is it's dead center. Dead center. Good. Okay. But somebody, some big shot, <laughs> got the dead center name for Instagram and we... Hoping Don't. you'd shell out the bucks, I big guess. bucks for. And we're like, we're a nonprofit, dude. <laughs> There's no way that's happening. So, you, so that's the easiest way. And online registration will actually be up through Friday at 6 p.m. All right. 
Um, and then passes are available once you've registered for your pass. They're available. You can register on site if you want to. I recommend, you know, if you're sitting at home without your pants on and ordering on your iPad, do that because it's air conditioned and then whatever. <laughs> um, but you can pick it up over at IAO Gallery starting Tuesday, June 6th. This Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, through Friday, June 9th, 11 to 7. So 6, 9, 11, 7. Um, and yeah. And how I, much are passes? All access passes are $150, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that gets you all access to four days of films, screenings, panels, and parties. I spend almost that going to the Warren for one movie sure. yeah. with right? my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's so. when, when you take into account the amount of stuff you are going to experience, mm -hmm. 150 bucks is small fry. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you are looking at unlimited, like, like you are looking at days of movies and mm -hmm. events. And you know, after parties. After parties. I mean, you were looking mm -hmm. at a, a jam-packed weekend mm -hmm. for a pittance, really. Really, so, yeah. Well, yeah. and you... Like I said, we're a non-profit. They're a non-profit yeah, for a reason. Yeah, we're a non-profit. So, <laughs> it is, yeah. this, is, this is purely for your fun. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, also, the all-access pass gets you priority access to mm -hmm. the theater up to 30 minutes before the screening time. So, if you get there up to 30 minutes, you're in the first group to go in. Um, if you get after, then you're in line with the ticket holders, but you still get, you don't have to buy a ticket. Mm -hmm. um, if you just want to see one or two films, that's cool with us too. We want you to experience film how you want to experience it. Um, individual tickets are only available at the door 20 minutes ahead of time. And mm -hmm. that is because we have to give our all access pass holders priority access. Is there um, a price per movie or does it vary? It's just on $10, movie? $10 a ticket. Okay, okay that's anywhere. great. Um, I think. Maybe the museum has special prices for their members, but you'd have to ask them. Right. Uh, but mm -hmm. I know at Harkins, it's ten dollars a person, regardless of the day, time. But there so is no matinee or otherwise. It's just ten bucks. But those are just for the movies. There is no individual ticket for a party, an after party, anything like that. Is that no? So parties, except um, in in the program and online, we kind of denote which ones are pass holder only parties and which ones are open to the public. And the reasons for that are we offer free booze to our pass holders sure. at our, our yeah. at our party parties and the ones that are open to the public, you get your own, but we've got pass holder specials and things. Mm -hmm. um, so check the schedule for that. I completely lost well, my track of where the question It's all spelled out on the, on, on yeah. the schedule. Yeah, and the only reason I'm saying that is because so if, you go, if you're only going to go to a couple of movies, yeah. But you want to stick around for the parties, the the the, the discounts that you get maybe at a, mm -hmm. at a party. Uh, it the hundred fifty dollars ends up paying for itself, even if you're only going to see a couple of movies. Maybe you're just only digging the shorts. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But if you're wanting to be a part of all mm -hmm. the things that are going on, we've got people who get the pass just for the parties. Sure. Now, obviously, uh, we're a film festival. We want to encourage people to go to the movies, it. fantastic movies, um, so that you can talk about them at the parties. I want to go so someone will cast me in one of their shorts. The best yep. part <laughs> is, is, getting, is getting dragged to that movie that you knew nothing about mm -hmm. by your buddies who are super into I mean, that was th that's one of my joys is, yeah. you know, oh, you have to, you absolutely have to come see this. And, you know, like, Caleb, like Ma uh, Caleb Masters is really, sure. really good yeah. about that. He'll find me in a crowd and be like, dude, dude what are you doing in 20 minutes? Caleb is a gift. Like Caleb, Caleb is, is a, a gift, gift from the heavens. <laughs> You're right. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, that's one of the joys is getting dragged to this this film. You know, absolutely nothing about. I mean, 
I'm still laughing at a short that I saw. God, it probably was four years ago. Um, that he dragged you to? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, another friend dragged me to it. And um, I, it was called Up With Wolves, and it was absolutely amazing. And I, I still giggle at the punchline. So, yeah, and Three or four years ago, I took my son to, when it was at the Metro Library, a, a morning, Saturday morning kids fest thing that was just phenomenal i mean seeing mm-hmm. things it's not the, the the pixar or the walt disney or the these are true honest to goodness filmmakers that are making original unique works and it is amazing and you know it's kid friendly you know the the your your kids all ages will enjoy it mm-hmm. you know and so. one thing we know for sure is there probably aren't going to be any reboots at dead center right <laughs> No. no one's taking the same old the story, story and telling it again. again. Well, well, technically, like, I think it's what, there are 12 different original stories and everything's a retelling it's of right, that. Yes. But, yes. no, like, we're not showing Transformers 4 or <laughs> Thank God. Baywatch or anything like that. <laughs> Although, yeah, I, as much as I love The Rock, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, do, I, I do love It's that. cool that you're not sure. Although I did see the trailer for Transformers last night when I went to see one of them. Oh, like, this trailer looks just, really good, but I remember saying that about the first it. one and went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just just learn from your mistakes. I'm just waiting around. I hear Wonder Woman's really good. Uh, I heard it was uh, really good, too. I saw it last night. That's a it whole is, other. Oh, Gal Gadot is phenomenal. That's a whole okay. other conversation that she, we need another hour. <laughs> she is, she is well, wonderful. And okay, uh, Chris, so Chris I have a theory. Right. They had to get this one right. Yes. They had to. They had no <laughs> option because all their other stuff was c- sh- crap. I heard, I, heard, <laughs> I heard a joke in that same in that same vein on Twitter. One person says to the other, like, uh, you know, I, I think they made a mistake with Wonder Woman, and the other person's like, what? With talking about like you know females are you know ultimately problem solvers and that violence is bad and then the other person responds with no like dc has to up their game now <laughs> yes and that's my thing they it's like they had to high. get this right or else they wouldn't have had a superhero uh, franchise after this because uh, they enough? had to get this right because they have messed up i'm being well they DC. have they, they've yeah. messed up so much that they had to get this one right or else they would have, yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that blood. now that it's gonna, they're just going to go back to the same old shtick. Because um, they also showed the trailer for Justice League. and, and yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so, so how, many people, how many people are you expecting to see? I, I know it's because it, like, kind of, there's no way to really know, but just kind of compared to last year or anything like that. Um, we are planning on... I think it'll be around what we saw last year. I think a lot of people are converting over to passes now, which is great. Because mm-hmm. um, they do see the value some, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will will say, we say 30,000 attendances. Um, and I think we'll be in 30, 35. Good. Really? Um, th- there's that many? Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, so yeah. That's fantastic. A, hu- a huge part of it is our outdoor screenings, which this year we have one outdoor screening, thank God, because <laughs> outdoor screenings are awesome, but yeah. if it's windy or rainy, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Or hot. Um, it is Oklahoma. But we are thrilled to be showing the 20th anniversary edition of Hype, 
which is a documentary from Shout Factory about yeah. 90s grunge. Oh, um, <laughs> I want to be there for that. Yeah. So, and that, that screening is at the Mary Gardens. That is free, free, free and open to the public. And you can bring I'm your drag my boyfriend coolers and snacks and blankets and wear your flannel and that will be an experience oh, to wear your flannel and that, don't wash your hair for a few weeks. Yeah. It'll be great. Is well, a, if you just come to Dead Center starting on Thursday and don't shower, you'll, you'll be, be fine. I'll, be yeah. fi- I'll, be, I'll look is grunge that, by the end of the weekend. So much Saturday patchouli. Night. Saturday night. <laughs> so much patchouli. <laughs> so, so, so much everywhere. something. Um, I, so Everyone with their Nirvana shirts. Yes. Your sponsors. How many sponsors do you, I mean, off the top of your head, do you kind of have an idea of how many sponsors you have? Um, We are very fortunate. We have... We have corporate sponsors and we have a lot of individuals who support us as a nonprofit. I want to say it's around 175. That's fantastic. All told. And that, that includes everybody from our top sponsors who've given us, you know, $25,000 to um, Johnny down the street who gave us $5 mm-hmm. when he bought his pass. Um, we, we like to recognize them all. We love them all. Sure. Um, who, who and $5 are your... does go a long way for us. Yeah. Who are some of your top sponsors this year? Um, our top sponsors are the Allied Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're an Allied Arts organization, um, and they do a lot of work with us throughout the year. We love them. Um, Allied Arts. Kirkpatrick Foundation mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge. Uh, Yale and Thelma Gaylord Foundation. Um, Inasmuch Foundation. Root, root. Um, trying to go down the list. They're on the website. <laughs> yeah, make sure you uh, make sure you. <laughs> I don't want to forget one. You know, the funny thing is, it, it's so weird because these sponsors are also nonprofits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they they folks, support us because they see the value. Yeah, and um, folks support them because they support yes. Dead Center. Make sure that you realize that these Spread are also the nonprofits. Yes. They are supporting arts and entertainment yes. oh, in Oklahoma. Chickasaw Nation. Yes. Um, oh, really? It's a wonderful. huge one. Um, and they've been a supporter of ours along with the others for, for many, many, many years. Um, so those are, wow. those are our, our, our top dogs. And then we've, yeah. got, we love them. we've got great partnerships with, um, with uh, Constellation Brands, who brings us Svedka Vodka, High West Whiskey, Yay. and um, what's the other one? Svedka, favorite. High West, and Charles Smith Wines this year. Mm. Um, cool. Last year we had Rafino. Mm-hmm. Um, the year before that, I think we had Robert Mondavi. They change it every year just to keep me on my toes. <laughs> uh, and then we are very excited to have a new beer sponsor, and it is Corona Light. Wow. Yeah. So I just, I just we changed that. it up. Nice. Oh, yeah, and the Inasmuch Foundation. Yes. Bears, bears mentioning. That's yes. A, that's a, that's yeah. close to my heart because mm-hmm. Edith Gaylord is my oh, yeah. is my is my hero. Mm-hmm. So. They they are amazing. I mean, I, yeah. we love our sponsors. Yeah. They're, they're just oh, and visit OKC. Uh-huh. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mid First Bank is a huge sponsor. Mm-hmm. The Film and Music Office is a wonderful mm-hmm. oh. not only sponsor but partner. Um, they make things happen. The Museum of Art is a tremendous partner of ours. We mm-hmm. couldn't have. A rooftop party without yeah. them. Film and music office um, doing the best they can, even though, again, back to the lawmakers, yep. they're not helping at oh, all. Oh, I see 21C as well. Uh, 21C is a is a partner. We have is a partner. Okay. We have really cool thing this year. We've moved our VR. We have some VR stuff this year. <gasps> Dipping our toe. Oh, did I just? Oh, hit I just hit. I, I hit. It, I hit something. I'm so into VR. <laughs> I'm a huge uh, video gamer. I am 
I'm so and into so playing with VR because I haven't. Stop well, taking my thunder. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I, no, you're looking at the, the VR virgin here. Like, oh, you, you have, will, you've never done VR. You will show me the ropes. I okay. So I feel like that short needs to be short a story. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh, that I will record that. Please do. You over there, girl. Going, hashtag DCFF seventeen. It's gonna be awesome. It is on. I would, but they have the VR like things in in the malls now. Yes, and. So me and one of my friends went, and I have played VR before. He's played a little bit, but I'm like, Psh, right? So I swagger in, and he picks the guy with a shotgun, right? You know, you have to get up close. I have two pistols, and the way you reload them is you put them down by your waist, and then you pick them back up, and so they're re- reloaded. So I figured out early on, I keep one by my waist and just rotate them back and forth, so I always had a gun loaded. And I ended up with over 120,000 more points than I did. you did. See, so you're going to show me the ropes, and we will totally make that a Facebook Live. And I was live. just like, those robots didn't have a thing on this. So and is, is that some, just Yeah, quick, so what's going the on VR, at Tony then? What's going, what? So VR, and I want to say it's from 11 to 6, Friday through Sunday. Man, and I'm Sunday we actually have our like farewell straggling. brunch at Mary Eddie's over at 21 yeah. CC. So you can hit some mimosas and then go do some VR. Um VR a little bit different from the VR you do at the mall mm-hmm. because all of our VR we don't want it to be a gimmick. Yeah. We want to really explore people who are using um, the medium of VR to tell stories, sure. um, and very specifically stories that really are enhanced by the VR, not just using it because they can. Mm-hmm. So similar to how like 3D has evolved throughout the years. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things um, that I find extremely interesting, sorry, VR, my thing, is yeah. the way it will really change if filmmakers can get a hold of it the whole experience of watching a film because you could be submersive into that film and become a character in that like you know you like in your video games you have that silent lead character Mm -hmm. that never says anything but you know people talk to him like link from zelda and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so i'm really excited of what they can do with that like the narrative with the narrative and like you you are just kind of guided through a Mm -hmm. story you like and be interacted with because I I was at uh, the AT and T store and they had a Circus Soleil VR set mm-hmm. to where they had a bunch of Circus Soleil things just going on around you and you can look and watch them and just watch like the Circus Soleil like you're standing in the middle of a Circus Soleil act yeah, so I just amazing. can only imagine what you could do narratively in a mm-hmm. film setting with that oh, it's just, oh well oh, I'm and, and we dipped our toe in the water last year with um a beautiful film by ben steinbauer called the superlative light and um it was about it was a documentary about a filmmaker or not a filmmaker a photographer who was homeless and mm-hmm. he started taking these photos and there was a 2d version and a vr version and in the 2D version, it, it plays pretty flat. And it's, it's still an incredible story, very inspiring about somebody who picked themselves up by their bootstraps. But in the VR, you can look around these places that he took these photographs and see what he was able to isolate as art mm-hmm. from all oh, wow. of this chaos. And it was just so, so cool. Um, yeah. So I'm, we'll have hopefully similar experiences to that this year where it's really it makes more sense to watch it in the Mm -hmm, vr because mm -hmm. you're getting more dimensions to the story Um, and i think we have five of them playing over 
at uh-huh. 21C. It's just a rolling exhibit, so you can walk cool. up. That's Volunteers fantastic. will help you out. Um, that is also free and open to the public, so you don't have to be a pass holder. You don't have to buy a ticket. You can just go and experience. Sweet. That's, That's fantastic. Um, at 21C, I'm Friday so through Sunday. I'm so excited about the VR future. So okay. Dead Center not only bringing you innovative films, but innovative technology. Yeah. It's the good technology of the future, and it's, and it's a matter of being able to tell stories in that way. I'm about it. We've got to close up, but uh, where can people become deadcenterfilm.org? Org. Yep. Mm-hmm. Twitter is just Dead, Dead Center. Center. Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think it's Dead Center Film. Okay. It's Dead Center Cert- Film. I just I just Cert- joined Dead them Center on Film Facebook. on on Facebook, and your Instagram is Dead Center Film as yes, well. Yes, it is. Make sure and check them out, and uh, people can buy passes right now. Yep. At any mm-hmm. point. Um, yep. and, through and the through Friday. Yeah, right? through Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you check my Twitter, I've put the information and the link. Up yeah. for how go. to buy Alexis passes, which is your 100%. Best I keep on thinking you're saying, you're saying Alexis passes. Alex, oh, it does say something. Alexis, Alexis passes. They're Alex, so. Alexis. They're buy Alexis me passes. passes. They're Alexis passes. <laughs> That's right. They're Alexis passes. Alex. We just get to borrow them. <laughs> Little do you know, you have to give them back at the end. <laughs> no, I don't want to deal with them. You're yeah, like, no. I don't want to. No. Take them home. Keep them forever. <laughs> I actually do keep mine forever. I keep I have, all my, I have, every convention of anything. It's a reminder. I have a coat rack of every, I, I think of my, of my 10 Dead Center All Access Passes. It's a reminder of what you did. How it's you a reminder did. of how long and I've been going year, to Dead Center. And this year this happened. And this year this yeah. happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this year that Totes. happened. Totes. And then Totes. they just start to blend together. And it's like, <laughs> one of those years this happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's going to do it for our show. Uh, you can find us on our website, okigeek.com. Also on Twitter and Facebook, at Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And... Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me on the Tweeterverse at Wubba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. Nikki. You can find me at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and you can also find me on the Facebook page. And Alex, I know you're also on Twitter, correct? I am. What's that? I, in my, my personal views do not reflect those of Dead Center, but you're okay. welcome to follow me. I am at side, S-I-D-E, of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't Senior tweets. Yes. <laughs> you go, oh, that's Alex being goofy. And Special. they're a delight. That's yeah, that's just, that's so. just me. I'll retweet Dead Center. But yeah, and that's all me. To yeah. reiterate, deadcenterfilm.org.org. Yes. Right? Deadcenterfilm.org. Dead and Twitter, Dead Center, they're just Dead Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have friends and they're cool, they probably have posted something about Dead Center. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, and if not, kind of all then over you, only you bear cool the responsibility to start I was that. I going to say, we. <laughs> I've already started it. We're gonna get <laughs> Okie Geek Podcast yep. to retweet that. Uh, and, uh, yes, I and we want to see you all at the film festival because Nikki and I are gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably locked in the virtual reality when we're not. Yeah. when we're <laughs> not like seeing movies me or out the, of there or at the parties. Or up at the parties, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at KOSU Michael C. You can also go on to uh, Patreon, which you can join at Patreon.com/slash Okie Geek. Be sure and subscribe to this podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Alex Picard, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. <laughs>